78% of you who listen to this podcast do not subscribe. If you get a lot out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show. It helps the podcast grow more than you realize. And the more we grow, the more I'm able to bring on the guests you've been asking for. Thank you. Welcome to the EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show and founder of EQ Minds, where we empower you to take care of your mental health and well-being. My book, The Mindful High Performer, is available worldwide. Click the link in the description to get your hands on a copy today. Discover how to make small changes to feel better every day. Today, I am joined by Jay Pottinger. General Manager and Keynote Speaker at EQ Minds. Jay is passionate about sharing how to create productive habits through mindfulness. He is an ex-athlete, ex-corporate warrior, he is my husband, and understands the pressures of modern life and how to beat your endless to-do list. Jay ignites audiences with his simple yet effective strategies for harnessing the mind and becoming the most productive, fulfilled version of themselves. In my chat with Jay today, we talk about how to have boundaries between work and your personal life. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Let's get started. Well, it's great to have Jay Pottinger back here on the podcast show today. Everyone, Jay Pottinger is the general manager at EQ Minds, also my husband. Welcome, Jay, to the show. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure to be somewhere where you don't get a choice. (laughs) So today we thought we would share some of the ways we try and keep balance in our lives, especially as we work in the same company. At times we work in the same house, we live together, we even travel together for work and for holidays as well. Hearing that aloud makes me think it's amazing that we haven't been divorced or broken up to this stage. So well done us. Well done us. True to that. So let's kick off then. I will ask you, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to separating personal and work life, understanding that you have a business and I work in the business as well. I think one of the biggest challenges for me, and this is something that I've been working on for a long time, is that I'm always on. So I take on a lot and I'm also too optimistic sometimes, particularly when it comes to time. Like I'm a massive time optimist. In terms of how much you can get done or how long it takes you to get places, because that's definitely true. (laughs) Well, this is work-related, so more around like I take on a lot and I feel like I can achieve a lot and sometimes that puts me under like really significant pressure. I also have an obsession with the company and when we first kicked it off, I remember like I'd be working on weekends and on holidays and do you remember that time we were over in... uh, Colorado and we're on this family ski trip and Clara's only four years old and you, you're off skiing for the day and I'm in the hotel room like recording meditations for Insight Timer and getting all that stuff going on. I do remember this uh, being in Colorado where some of the rules are a little bit different about what can be consumed and not consumed and some other people in a different hotel room in the background were doing some things that maybe aren't illegal in Australia. Yeah, there was this noise of like someone getting on a bong behind while I'm trying to record a meditation. But, you know, that was an insight for us around, gosh, I worked bloody hard at the start starting up the company. Starting up a company 
is so outrageously hard and I feel like if I didn't have such a passion for mental health, I probably wouldn't do it. No, absolutely. It's certainly you got to grind it out, especially at the start. And having that real purpose in what you do means that you're going to build resilience and you're going to keep going when it when it is very challenging, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Any other big challenges that you face? I think it's important for us to work out boundaries, like with our roles in the company and making sure that we have time off from always talking about it. Yeah, definitely. So I, that is without doubt a huge challenge. And I think many families face that and maybe we'll look at some solutions a little bit later, but it's just making sure that you do have time to separate it because often we walk in the door after a big day of work and it's been potentially a little bit stressful. And then we pass that negativity and that stress onto anyone that will listen, which is usually our partner. And then we download on them and it's like, oh, welcome home. Thanks for making me feel really crappy about the world now. Some of the other challenges that we face. So I think one of the things we really struggle with is is we have heavy travel schedules. And so it's a bit like a game of Tetris sometimes, always trying to work out where where someone is and who's going to be looking after Clara and who's doing pickups. That's definitely a challenge that we face. Um, and then I'll be honest, uh, one of the challenges... I certainly face is, you know, whose work takes priority. And so if someone has to look after Clara, you know, is your important work more urgent than my work? That's certainly something that can potentially get a little bit of friction going at times. It is, just to clarify. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and then the one of the other big challenges, it's just time, right? Everyone is so busy and there's so much going on and then you're asked a million different requests every single day and a lot of them are high priority and then some are not and then people want to pick your brain about something, which is great and it's a lovely position to be in, but it's learning how to say no because otherwise you can really spend a lot of your time doing other people's priorities rather than your own priorities. So if there's some of the challenges that, we face and I think lots of people face what are the some of the things you do to create boundaries in your life I feel like after those first couple of years I'm now really good at advanced planning like I'm thinking about next year 2024 I've already booked in every six weeks a holiday You're and very good at personal planning that's for sure it's impossible for me to get anything in there. <laughs> And so I think that's a really important aspect of like sprinting so that way we can sprint hard when we're at work and then I've got a really good light at the end of the tunnel where I take a week off and and I'm really mindful now of just unplugging completely. Like I don't do work, I don't take my phone, I don't check emails and why that's so beautiful is because it the people that I'm there with, travelling with, I'm really there. Like I'm so mindful and I'm in the moment, I'm not getting pulled out with work and I think also it just gives me so much good steam then when I get back. I have heaps of joy for the for the role as well when I get back from going on a holiday. Uh, prioritising self-care, I think I'm pretty good at that these days. Every, every day I schedule into my calendar when I'm going to exercise. So exercise is a non-negotiable in both of our lives. We work out that is a part of our life. Every morning I work out uh, that that's just literally scheduled in the calendar. I'll meditate every single day. 
I feel like I'm good at leaving my phone behind when we're doing family things. Yeah, except when you want to take 100 photos, but yep. Yeah, that's Instagram requirement for the job. <laughs> um, how about you? What are you? What, you've got some really cool ways that you set clear boundaries, I think. Well, I think one of the things you've really taught me is how to advance plan for holidays. And maybe there's a bit of a gender issue here. Sometimes, you know, potentially guys aren't the best at planning things, putting it in the calendar. And so I've got a lot better just because I have to keep up with you. Otherwise, I would never get it in there. But the other thing that does, and I think what they're actually seeing from a lot of the surveys and studies that are coming out is people are saving up all of their holiday time and then they're taking it in this one huge bulk, which is fine if you've got a massive trip, you've got to go back to Europe or, you know, you've got a huge trip that you've got to do, but they're doing that every, you know, for all of their holidays and therefore they only have this one thing to look forward to. Whereas when you've got these little things always consistently in the calendar, it means you always have something to look forward to. And they say you actually, the, the joy that it brings is actually almost as much as you get on the holiday itself, which is pretty crazy in itself. It's awesome. Like you speak to anyone going on a holiday, like I just booked Clara and I in for Bali in a few weeks and we're just so excited in the house. Like we just keep talking about what we're going to do and surfing and horse riding and that's three weeks out and I've just got this just zing in my step at the moment. Oh, I know you do. I keep hearing about it. <laughs> I'm not going on that one, but hey, there you go. Let's just <laughs> add it to the list. <laughs> um, another one that I think that we need to get better at and we've certainly improved, but there's still, you know, a little bit to go is around really when the day is finished, it's tools down. So leave the phone on the charger, turn the laptop off. So you can't just, you know, take a peek in an email and really just be present with your kid or your family or whoever it is, whoever, you know, if you're catching up with a friend or if you're just spending time on your own, but really, putting the marking the end of the day and you might have a transition. I know you have a great transition, especially when you jump out of the car every day, um, which you might want to talk about. I, I really like your transition that you do. Oh, thanks JP. Uh, so something that I do before I step into the front door is what is called just like a mini shower for my brain. And so we call them transitions and it's where you do, there's a couple of little steps to it. So step one is some kind of breath work. So I just do box breathing and then while I'm doing the box breathing, I make sure with my stomach, when I'm breathing in, the tummy is kind of deflating out like a big balloon. And then as you exhale out, the stomach's kind of coming back in. So it's reversing the stomach, which is really cool because it activates the diaphragm a lot more effectively, which calms us down. And then the third thing I do inside my mind, I say, release, 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 release. And then... I do some kind of muscle relaxation, like I do a big shoulder roll or I imagine that my body's releasing tension or my jaws unclenching and and then I transition. And then that way when I walk in the front door, I really feel like Clara and you get a better, you know, a calmer, more mindful version of me. Definitely, definitely. And that's also helped with the conversations that we have after that point as well because you're now in a different mindset. So it's not walk in the door, start unloading about the day of work, you know, we put some more boundaries in place around when we talk about work and when we don't talk about work. That's, it's, I think that's important every night, but it's also really important on holidays too. Otherwise you can spend your whole time talking about work when you go away on holidays. And one strategy that we actually learned from one of our mentors that I think is really valuable is creating these rules, creating these boundaries. So having 
sort of like these bright lines, which is just a, a rule or a discipline around if you're going to talk to someone about work and it's during those periods that it's not in work time, that you ask permission first. So, you you know, are you in the right headspace to actually talk about this now? Because often they're not. I know I used to, you know, I did it frequently and it wasn't fair, but you, you know, I'm a very early person. So I'd be up, I'd be working. And I, as soon as Chelsea walked out of the bedroom, I'd have 20 questions for her. And you'd been like hit in the face with a sledgehammer first thing in the morning <laughs> as I ask her all these work questions. She's like, I just want to wake up. And I think I've got better at that. Yeah, you've So got putting some boundaries in place and understanding the other person's perspective rather than, oh, I've just got to get this off my plate. How's the other person actually feeling? Yeah, that's a really good point. Hmm. Oh, thanks. You don't really say that very often. That's not true. I'm very good <laughs> at complimenting and giving you raps. So let's finish off with, you know, we're in this hyper-connected world. I'll... I'll Let's end here around maybe a tip that you have around how do we strike a balance between being available for work but without feeling overwhelmed by, you know, constant demands? So for me, biggest problem for many people is our own high expectations. We are always on because that's our own expectation and it might not be our managers or our company. So I'd like to definitely say, okay, there's going to be specific times when it's actually personal time and I'm not going to respond to emails. And part of that is respecting your time, but it's respecting other people's time as well. So one of the things we put in our company is we, if we're doing, we have flexible work. So if we're doing work at night or maybe even on the weekends, which is probably not the best thing, but let's just say you're doing a little bit of catch up, schedule those emails. So they go within work hours rather than sending them to you know one of your staff or a client they don't want to be receiving emails on the weekend so schedule it so that they get it and you're basically showing a respect for them that you appreciate they don't need to be working on the weekend maybe you are but it's a nice simple way i think yeah it's good having really good boundaries like that yeah awesome well jay thank you once again for coming on our show always a pleasure always a pleasure This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.